Hello, friends. Welcome to Unstoppable Consciousness. I'm your host, Lisa Lajwa, and I have an extra special guest with me today, Dr. Karen O'Reilly, who is an absolutely miracle worker in my life during times of challenge in my body, my soul, and my being. I'm so happy that you're with me today. She's also a dear friend of mine, and I'm freaking stoked to have a conversation and play with you. Um, welcome to the show. <laughs> you guys are in for a treat because when, when our fire starts getting ignited, the conversations get juicy and meaty and fantastic. One of the highlights of today is we want to talk about women's well-being when it comes to menopause. And I'm going to tell you something right now, guys. Uh, Dr. Karen has helped me tremendously in that to understand the symptoms, what's happened to me, and how to just really overcome some of the real obstacles that occur for women who are starting menopause and in it full throttle and the conflicts and challenges that come with that. So welcome to the show, beauty. I am so excited that we're going to play together today and show Thank people you. how to be unstoppable and help those women. So welcome to the show. Tell me a little bit, tell everybody a little bit about you and your masterfulness and what are your labels, my love? What are your labels? Oh, my labels. Well, um... <laughs> I'm a doctor of chiropractic. I do holistic medicine. I've been around uh, about 35 years. Yes. I yeah, I was lucky. I was in California, Southern California. I had a practice there, ran by coastal practices for 16, 17 years. And so now I've uh, planted myself and growing and flourishing in Montreal, uh, Quebec. And uh, Loving the duality of two languages and how to play the third language, which is called bilingual. So I'm personally <laughs> enjoying the possibility of having double language possibilities and for every word or idea and having the one that comes out energetically that matches me best in that moment. So that, that's me personally, but in the, as far as my profession. I'm fortunate to have become a diplomat in international applied kinesiology in September. Got that new degree and um, acupuncture, naturopathic, osteopathic, uh, my, my array, energetic medicine. I kind of mix it all together and make sure that people find access to themselves so that they can. It's not really about healing their bodies because we like to think we heal. It, not me, but our bodies need to be healed. It's actually not even about fixing our bodies, it's about connecting. And how we connect allows us to un unfold, evolve, become aware of what necessary for our, and it's such a catch-22 term nowadays, self-care. As if, you know, self-care is a doing. It's yeah. really an attitude of presence to yeah. ourselves. So sometimes self-care may be just willing to step out of something as well as willing to step into something. So um, Love it. My, my job is more about getting people connected to themselves, having their bodies have the voice that they have. So we all know that our bodies, well, some of us know that our bodies talk loudly. And sometimes we just try and turn down the volume so that we can continue doing whatever we do. Uh, I love that. I want to stop right there for a second. That's brilliant. Okay. Because this is the big thing that most people struggle with is their body is communicating to them. It has a voice and they're not good at listening to it or they're scared to listen to it, right? Because that's how I feel when I go see you. I go see you and you're like, you're having conversations with my body that I'm not really privy to, but you guys are having a hoot. And I, I walk out of there just understanding so much more about what's going on with me because you're the ears that sometimes I can't, I'm just not capable of hearing what's going on at that level. 
And how important is that? It's so important. And also when you think about it, you know, sometimes you, you, you go to an important meeting or you have an important conversation with people and mm. they hear that conversation differently. Yes. It's not that they're hearing a different conversation, just you don't have the same filters that are activated so that you can hear it with maybe more openness. So that's kind of how I do. I walk into a space where somebody has, everybody is beautiful. Absolutely, I can say that. I am awed by people's bodies. And our connection to our bodies permits us to be better connected to ourselves. So I'm trained in functional neurology as well. And so we have the brain. And everybody's talking about the brain and neuroplasticity. But the truth is, is the brain and the body, they work together. And they give us this beautiful space, this beautiful entity or or being that's called, uh, in this case, you are Lisa. And that's Mm -hmm. the name we've attributed to that. Yeah. But most of us don't bother to take a whole view of it. You know, we think we need to fix the brain or I need to fix the body. Or if I have pain, that means I make it go away. I'm going to be all better. But really pain is just one of the many indicators that allows us to go knock, knock. You know, what's up? Yeah. And what is Lisa doing really? Like, yeah. Or, you know, what's this about? You know Mm -hmm. what? And then, and, and that doesn't mean that it's always an easy thing to do. So I'm not pretending to making Pollyanna and, you know, you should just ask and everything will unfold because most of the time that's not really how it shows up. It shows up in the subtleties. It's in that next question when you say, I wonder what that's about. I wonder what that's about. I wonder what that's about. Yeah. And then, you know, you go three, five, 10 layers deep. Okay. 10 may be a little much, but you know, that's <laughs> yeah. but you know, if you go on to three or five layers, you're going to find that you have a very different question and a very different answer that's showing up for you. And it's not about having an answer. It's about having a connection. So, you know, um, people love to give, be given the recipe for themselves. Right. Well, if you tell me I need two baths a week, I'll do it. And then I should be fine. And I never have to show up again. And that's the problem. We're, I used to compare our bodies to amoebas. You know, they're always moving, changing, responding to the environment, you know, and, and yet we have a nervous system that keeps us upright, that keeps us super functional, picking up senses right so we talk about the five there's really eight senses but the senses are ways for us to perceive our world and the world we live in and the world we're interacting with and the world that's invisible yeah and all of that has to come together yeah it's crazy because like when i go and see you one of the things and i want people to understand it because i think you like you have taught me how to listen more deeply because of the respect you show me when i'm with you and I think that's like a mindset and an inner core understanding of the actual, the, compl- the, the complexity, you know, and the perfection of how a person is built, the soul, the body, the mind, the heart, the yeah. spirit, the, the energy, the cells, the, the function, you know, the, the emotion. And you just seem to have this like respect that most people don't really understand how to give or express or experience. And this is why, like sometimes I'm telling you, I walk out and I'm like, what the hell just happened to me? But it's so crystal clear what I need to have happened to me happens exactly the way it needs to be when I'm with you because you're listening to everything. You know what I, I mean? You, I think you you worded it very well. I'm not sure I would have worded it so well, so yeah. thank you. And 
if I had to say something about that, I, I, my attention is about finding the awe. Yes. And so it's respect, exactly. yes, but it, it's the awe. Like yeah. I am literally in awe when I'm in front of some people, you know, when I'm in front of somebody or with somebody or beside somebody. It's not a location thing. So my, my gift is to be able to have them see that awe. Yes. So that we don't think we're wrong, bad. You know, what if everything occurred because that's what really was? Mm-hmm. And, and until we just get the what is, which is such a slogan, but it's true. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Slogan, right? But it, it's true. Get the what is. Yes. It's right here, right now. Could we yes. just be front? You know, I always say, could we just be really straight with it? I mean, and I'll add a little sweetness and a little kindness because most of us are super vulnerable in that space. And I think the vulnerability is what makes it challenging. We don't want to know. I don't want to know. Don't tell me. Don't tell me that this is what I might have to do. So oftentimes, I don't say the what you have to do. I say, gee, this is what is. Could we just sit with that for a moment? Because that allows you to to become aware that it's not that scary. I'm going to hold your hand there. Yeah. So you can be okay with that being there. And well, then, you do even more than that. Oh my God, you do so much more than that. You not only hold the hand of the body, but you also help the person to understand what's going on from any kind right. of order, like whether it's the cellular or the emotional or just physical. Like sometimes I'll go see you just manhandle me. You're just like, get on, crack, crack, smack, crack. You know, it's just like, oh, yeah, crack. Crack. that is true. <laughs> in a good way like just in a great way like oh wow that was so liberating and then to understand (laughs) i like that it's you know in the crack and chiropractic we try to get that away from that and say sorry but it's like that you know but it's your smack crack is good and and you know the truth is i think you just said it perfectly and the truth is is sometimes we need a physical adjustment sometimes it's a chemical thing Sometimes it's an emotional thing that's an emotional block that's sitting there. Sometimes it's energetic numbness. Yes. How many times do you have to sit in front of somebody? And everybody has this, right? Emotionally, you go, oh, I'm shocked. That person just said something that shocked me. You feel the freeze in your body, right? Everything stops. And you go, "Uh, I'm going to pretend nothing happened. But you don't ever get to pretend, right? Because the body is always picking up everything. Yeah. And it's to give you your guidance. It's not to hurt you. It's not to make you suffer. It's not to make you pay. It's to give you guidance so that you know what's best for you. So you can survive, so you can thrive, so you can, you know, make the next wondrous thing for yourself show up in the world. Right. So listening to the messages of the body and listening to those strange sensations or those reactions, they, exactly. they tell you everything, right? Exactly. Yeah. And so, so, you know, we, um, yeah, I was just going to, I was just going to say something more about that freeze. You know, we talk about yeah. the adrenals. Uh, adrenals are a great, another great ticket item that people talk about, right? Adrenal, adrenal fatigue, adrenal this. The truth is, what's adrenals? The adrenals are the fight or flight response. Yeah. And when you have 
not that showing up, you'll have the freeze response, right? Which is where we freeze so that everybody thinks we've died. We're not going to create an energetic wave. We're going to hold everything inside so that nobody notices we're there. We're pretty much dead, but not really. You know, right? It's that sensation of that. That's the freeze. It's a great tool if you have to get really quiet and, and hope that whatever's there misses you, so to speak. The problem is the body never misses anything. And then we go, how do we defrost? <laughs> you know, how do you come back from that? How do you go pick up that piece that you left there? And, um, and Can so you we're dreaming. Can you more about that? Like, what is, what are, like, what happens with the freeze? Because I understand what you're saying. You know, but when you're, what you're talking about now around, then you have to go collect yourself from the reaction you had or where you're trying to shut yourself down because maybe it's too overwhelming or what you're experiencing as a shock to you or a surprise by life or something like that. That's what we're talking about, right? Like an inability to like handle the moment or your surprise. Is it that what you mean from some level of yourself, right? Sure, okay. there's surprise. Absolutely, there's surprise. Yeah. You know, there's also the... We see it less now. The Me Too movement's been really wonderful for, for bringing consciousness about appropriateness of things now, especially, you know, one-liners, especially uh, sexual advances or harassment. But you still have verbal abuse that shows up in a workplace, as yeah. an example. Yeah. Okay? And so, and I have to say, I, I treat a lot of people in burnout. Uh, and I, I hate that word because the okay. only thing that's really happened is they've burnt their own connections to themselves wow. because they've put themselves in situations or multiple situations wow. that, that hasn't given them any capacity to respond. So let's use an example, a person that's um, maybe an executive, maybe, maybe an assistant at work or something, and, and they have an, a boss that's all over the place or that feels no qualm saying whatever they want out of their mouth, no filters. You know, and we have this now because in high tech, there's a lot of value to um, producing, but that doesn't require social skills. And we're probably going to see more of that as generations go on because we're losing social skills, mainly because of tech. So people don't know how to relate to each other. People don't get energetic cues anymore. So they always get surprised by, well, somebody said something like that to me enough of that impacting them in their work environment, their vulnerability is that they're there for a job. They're there for a paycheck. They're there to produce. They're there to contribute. They're there to make a difference and to feel mm -hmm. good about themselves. Yes. All they have to do is have their boss or some other uh, employee de degrade them. Yes. And that enough of that and it impacts and they don't know how to respond anymore. When you don't yeah. know how to respond, you fight, you flee, or you freeze. Right. Any one of those. And so then what do you do? You go home and you do it all over again and you put it in the back burner because now, you know, it's work. And what happens? It's to okay. The he had a bad day. She had yeah. a bad day. It doesn't matter. It's not gender. Yes. Right. And then, and then you just keep putting up with it and it's the putting up with, because then it takes us back to boundaries. You know, there's, there's, how do you have self-respect and how do you act with self-respect? You know, you have somebody that says something inappropriate to you. you. You turn and you go, can you say to your boss that was inappropriate? Do you play the political game and let it wash out over time? And how long can you do that for before it, it 
it now destroys you, right? It's right. that one more drop that finally, not only chavire uh, le, but you know, it, it upsets the apple cart for sure. But, yeah. but more than that, it's that one thing that just graded. Remember, that's how water works with rocks, right? It's yeah. a little bit of here. And then eventually you get smoother rocks or the rocks disintegrate. Why? Because the water over time is enough of a powerful force. Same thing with our living environment, same thing with our loving environment, same thing with our children, our family, our work environment. So we don't get to control everything. I'm not saying that. We don't get to control our environments, but we certainly do control how we show up for ourselves. Right. And so I, this is a key thing. Okay. So I know we wanted to, I wanted to bring up menopause and I love this adrenal conversation because that's for me, one of the first things that happen, and this is what we're talking about, right? Like is my adrenals were shutting down because of the tolerance I was, I was taking and tolerating so many things from myself or other people or my workload or just not realizing like I just, my body under this change and transformation of menopause has totally changed. And my, and I know this is for anybody. It's not just menopause. You're, sooner or later, the wear and tear shows up sooner or later, the adrenals get tired. Right. And then you have the symptoms. Like, so when I know my menopause hit, I like literally fell apart, you know, and I didn't understand why, like I wasn't prepared for that. I wasn't prepared for what would happen emotionally. I wasn't prepared. You know, we talked to you, talked to me about my adrenals. I was like, what? Like, and you're like, you know, I didn't understand. I wasn't prepared for the impact of my hormones changing or what my needs, what would happen to my needs. And I think this is relevant for any circumstances because that's what we lose. We stay, we get out of touch with what we need in every situation. Right. I think you said it perfectly. The thing mm -hmm. we don't realize is what is menopause. Let's just even start with that. Okay. The, the bottom line is, is it happens to every woman, whether you like it or not, <laughs> whether you're planning for it or not. Yes. I mean, it's one of those things that happen. But I always wow. like to compare menopause to puberty. It's the exact wow. same thing. Okay. In the opposite direction. Uh, okay. Because yeah. when you're 10, uh, let's say as a woman, you're 10 and you're growing breasts and you're creating secondary female characteristics, right? Yep. So that's the, the hips start to change a bit, the breasts change a bit, you know, the, the face softens a bit, the, the, the body hair changes, all of those things, the periods start to engage, the hormones, that's puberty. I, I don't know, do you remember what that was like? I do. You know, I remember the changes going, I don't really know what's happening to me. Yeah, me too. I had no idea. And I even like I got my first period. I'm sure this has happened to lots of girls and nobody told me I was even going to get one. All right. Like my mother or, or if you were lucky you were in school and they had sex ed. Not they even. don't have it anymore. It's not in existence anymore. Jeez. So, so, you know, you, you have to find out well, what's going on with the body. And I was an avid reader, avid reader. I think right. I read everything available related to puberty as well, because I was like, wow, these things happen. How cool is that? I wonder what that's going to feel like. You know, sure. I was always into the mode of discovery. Yeah. Well, menopause is the same thing. It is a mode of discovery. Yes. The purpose is different. I'm not moving into making babies, right? That's, that's what puberty's for, right? Mm -hmm. And menopause is I'm moving out of making babies. Right. I'm moving into a different phase. And I don't have to hold on to making babies. That doesn't mean sex. I'm not talking about that. <laughs> but I'm talking about, you know, the actual reproductive fa facility that's going on in my body. And so 
adrenal, well, maybe I should go back to it. Puberty changes us. Menopause yeah. changes us. Okay. The problem is, is there's no prep for puberty. We just all know it's going to happen, right? Every parent knows it's going to happen, whatever that yeah. means. Yeah. And, and each parent handles it in the way that they handle it. Um, menopause, we don't talk about. We know there might be hot flashes. I have um, no. No, but I'm saying, yeah, right. <laughs> but, but, you know, do we know much else? Do we know, we know, okay, the skin changes. You know, you hear about people saying sagging things, but there's a lot of joint pain changes, not necessarily pain, but changes. There's mood shifts, there's sleep patterns that change, there's food patterns, there's weight gain, weight loss, there's metabolism shifts, there's, mm -hmm. you know, posture changes because muscle changes, because usually by the time you have menopause, you've also diminished in your testosterone level. Right. Testosterone is what keeps us driving and not just sexual drive, driving to produce in the world. Okay. It gives us our, you know, stand up posture. That's related to testosterone. Bone density is related to testosterone as well as estrogen. So there's a lot of things that the hormones play into. So as that shifts, we're not right. doing it from discovery. We're doing it from pain. English. God damn, it's changing. Oh my God. Right, and confusion. And confusion. And confusion and, and, and stress. You and know? resistance, yeah. And like yeah. the last thing we want is this, right? Yes, exactly. Um, and so there's a lot of emotional stuff that shows up because it's such a vulnerable state. Oh, yeah. And I, I remember I was once at a conference and somebody was talking, you know, somebody in her early 30s was talking about menopause. And I'm sitting there going, <laughs> you know, uh, I, I finally I had to say, you know, the one thing is it's not about retiring to the rocking chair. That's not what menopause is. It's about a new discovery of who you are moving into your elderhood. Yes. And it's all that wisdom of living comes to fruition mm -hmm. in a different, uh, maybe uh, I want to say a different package because the, the equilibrium is a little different. Right. You know, you don't have as much testosterone, so you may not have to drive as much. You know, you may not have as much estrogen, so maybe other things don't happen the same way. But right. ultimately... You're, you're, you're evolving to your next state. It's interesting. And how you welcome that yeah. is how well you move into it. Yeah, exactly. The number one factor for adapting in our world, mm -hmm. to respond to our world, is adrenals. It's crazy. And secondly, <laughs> when our hormones change, let's say the ovaries stop producing as much. And by the way, men have the same thing. It's called andropose. We don't really talk about it as much. Okay. I don't know why, because it's as vital. If you go on any of the dating sites, men at not 49, not 50, and then you go to men at 55 and men at 60, you can see the andropose. It shows it's, up. They, it shows. It's so different. They're it shows. so different. Yeah. Absolutely. You can yeah. tell and you can almost call their age. There's always the exception to the rule. That's yeah. not what I'm saying. But, yeah. I, but, you know, you can see how the evolution is happening with hormones in men too. It's yeah. just a little more subtle and they don't have periods that stop and they don't, you know, they get hot flashes, they get insomnia, they have all, they get weight gain. You know, you, they have to mm -hmm. actively take care of themselves just as women. Yeah. Do. And you know, a lot of people don't know that they mm -hmm. don't know that at all. So I want to talk about this. So what happened to me and I, 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 you know, it's what I'm bringing up because I've had this question a lot and what you've given to me, I've passed on a lot. 
you know, so one, one comment that you made to me at one point uh, a while back, maybe last year or something was you, you know, you kind of probably weren't ready, you know, you didn't know it was coming. Like I knew I kind of snapped into a change, but I had no idea when menopause was going to hit. I had a reaction to food. I had like heart palpitations. I had like, I started sweating and I couldn't sleep and I started getting anxious. I started having, ang I was like, what is going on? And it really scared me, you know, cause I've never really been that unaware of what was going on with me and nothing fixed it. And I finally, you know, met you and we, we connect, I guess this is a few years ago now. And I was like, you, you just explained to me like, this is what's really going on in your body and your body's trying to figure it out. And if you're kind of, you don't have the information to help yourself, then of course you're just going to be tr trying what you know, and that's going to create a more overwhelm, let's say, because you don't know what to do. And then we went into the development of me understanding what was happening and starting to do something about it. So I want information. I want you to help my audience by knowing if, how does a woman get ready? Like, what does she need? What information does she need to be like, to know that you have that can prepare a person to, what did they eat? Like, what does she do? Talk to me about that. Oh, that's a, that's a great question. Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, maybe, I, maybe I should get pretty, uh, uh, organized about that and lay it out in an ABC, but, but I'm going to start mostly is the truth. If you look at our world, most of us women have kids in their twenties or thirties. So by the time we're in our forties and unless you're starting later, like a lot mm -hmm. of women now are doing 38, 42, 44, they're yeah. having kids then. By the time that they're getting close to when they would normally do menopause, and some of them have their last child at 42. Or yeah, that's true. And never have another period. That's true. You know, and so, and they go into that whole process just engages them right into menopause. Menopause, just so we start with the definition, used to be two years where you haven't had a period. Here we've now broken it down to one year, no period, you're now called menopause. The thing is, is there's that perimenopause, right? Around yeah, menopause hello? that exists. And that can be easily five hello? years, 10 years, you know? So <laughs> the, the thing that people don't realize is this, this doesn't come knocking at the door and you open the door and you're menopause. This yeah. has been, there's been a long trail getting you there. You yeah. know, your energy levels are less than what you, they used to be. Your sex drive, you know, well, you don't even think about it anymore. That's a good indicator. There's something going on. Mm -hmm. You know, your body doesn't respond the same way. You start gaining weight easier. So the, the thing about that is in our world of the medicine, traditionally, I'm not saying it's everybody does this, and, but usually the way it's been handled in the past is to give you an antidepressant and you'll be fine. You won't feel anymore. Oh, geez. So you'll be okay. Okay. You know, you'll, you won't be so moody anymore. And maybe you'll sleep better. But all of this is compensation for what's really happening, which is could you just show up for yourself? One. Right. Two, these, stress is the number one factor. I don't know anybody in their 40s that, if they have kids, aren't running around, taking care and attending to children. If they're in relationship, doing that. Maybe they're working also. You know, some people are more fortunate. They don't, they don't work. But if you're doing that as well, yeah. then you have a lot of factors. Then you're maybe running a household, even if it's an apartment or condo, you know, and then don't forget the shopping and the cooking and the cleaning and the, the, the. you start realizing that time to even be connected to oneself is really limited. Right. So that's adrenal stress. 
period. And that's the 40s. And so the idea is in your 40s is start to check in. It's not to tune down your life. It's to make sure you support your life. So ovaries function. And when they start functioning, any of those hormones that normally would sustain you, it's going to be at a much less fraction, much okay. lower fraction. But the ovaries aren't going to work anymore. It's eventually the adrenals that make those reproductive hormones that you need to sustain. Yourself. Oh, wow. Okay. So if your adrenals are already worn out, guess what happens? They're oh. saying, <laughs> time out. I'm not adding in anymore. I'm not producing any hormones Great. that are going to make it okay for you. Okay. So that being said, then what, well, what do you do then? So adrenal health is important in the 40s. I mean, and they say, really, how you live your teens is how you're going to live your uh, menopause. So how many of us did, you know, starvation diets to lose those pounds? Or how many of us were doing, you know, I would say uh, alcohol or experimental drugs or, you know, how many of us took care of ourselves as teenagers? It doesn't really happen. And now with technology, people are just not sleeping at night, right? We've got the Wi-Fi, you know, the 5G coming and the, you know, all the Wi-Fi impact, the electromagnetic frequencies. And so people, teenagers are not actually sleeping and their brains are being developed in that time frame. So how does that show up for us as adults uh, down the road? Well, it could be a little more challenging to figure out your own internal balance. Right. So I always say prepare for it by making sure you know, how are your adrenals? Do a little, they got lots of inventories on, um, on online that you can do to check and see, you know, am I actually suffering from adrenal fatigue? Okay, very interesting. Okay. The other thing is it's always about stress. How many stresses can you handle? You know, if you, you moved, you started a new job, you had a death in the family or a death close to yourself, mm -hmm. you know, or you've had a trauma or you've had an injury, like you start adding all these factors, that's where the adrenals start to really wipe out. Okay. So in the 40s, our lives are usually pretty active. And then we just kind of ride through it, um, making it all okay and happening. Yeah. Uh, but, but by the time 50s happen, that's when you start to really feel the impact. So if so your adrenals aren't like, let's say, because I know this happened to me. So when I hit Perry, it was clear for me because I actually felt it in my whole pelvic change. I felt it. I knew. I was like, something happened yeah. now. I felt it. It happened in a quick period of time. And then, you know, I still was getting my period, but it was changing. And then they were spacing out more and more. And I remember feeling really exhausted. And I didn't feel prepared for that at all. And so I, I can say, for me, my adrenals were exhausted. They were, and so, I could and, and you probably just plowed through it. I did. Your style... I did. You, and nothing wrong with that. Your style, my style is to just keep going. Eventually right. I'll catch up with me. Right. And, but and the it, thing is, I don't think that that really served me. So my eating mm. patterns, what could I have done differently? Like, cause I believe at that time I really needed to, I, I completely understand like having some adrenal care. So yeah. managing my stress, managing well, what I'm sugar. taking on boundaries, sugar, Sugar is a big factor for nutrition. Okay. So it's about really minimizing the amount of sugar. Now, what sugar are you talking intake, Refined right? sugar, for sure. For okay. sure, re refined sugar, for sure. Yes. Sweet things, you know, okay. the desserts, the cookies. Um, for people that have uh, a slower metabolism, right? Because that's what happens. The whole hormonal system changes. The metabolism, right. which is primarily directed by the thyroid, 
is, is in the same circuit as the adrenals, the ovaries, the pituitary, and the pineal gland, which is the guy that sets up your rhythms, okay? They're all on the same circuit. So if you have one part of the circuit, kind of like an electrical circuit in yeah. your kitchen, you know, you know, you plug your toaster and you plug in your coffee maker at the same time that you're, yep. you know, got something else going, it blows your circuit. So that's kind of what happens in the body. So the ovaries aren't doing as much or they're overactive or they're underactive. They're varying, right? They're changing, yeah, exactly. finding their way through this. Yep. And um, then the adrenals take over and say, okay, I'm going to just keep us going so we can keep plowing. The thyroid's going, wait a minute, I don't know what's happening here. Well, wait a minute, all my Bunsen burners, you know, there's three Bunsen burners in, in acupuncture. We talked about triple warmer and Bunsen burners. Uh, and my, my, my fires, I got three fires. One's in my lower belly, one's above my belly button, and one's in my chest area. You know, wow. these aren't working so great. Right. They're supposed to be self-monitoring, but maybe one's working really intensely, the other one's not. So all of that adjustment's constantly happening in your body. Exactly. That's just one thing. So you right. start going, well, how do I handle that? Well, a lot of people have found that, uh, you know, that CrossFit, I love CrossFit. I don't know. I, I, I love intense exercise. And then at one point I found intense exercise actually became a stress to my adrenals. Oh yeah. I went through that I, too. Yeah. And then, I, yeah. and then, so you see a lot of women in their fifties, maybe doing yoga. Why are they doing yoga or Tai Chi or Qigong or movement energy related things? Well, because it nourishes something that's in transition. That doesn't mean you can't do CrossFit, but maybe you don't need to do CrossFit four or five times a week right. because you're more likely to injure yourself. So maybe it's more about doing it a couple of times a week and offsetting it with other flexibility things. But this is the thing, what you're saying, which is really a highlight for me, is when you start noticing that and you realize I'm in this stage. So first of all, like in your 40s, take care of your well-being, get into mm -hmm. habits that help you decrease stress, get yourself in habits which don't overburden your adrenals, pay attention to that. Because yes. if you're a woman, you're moving towards this other phase that will occur and you're not really sure when. So you need to be aware of that. So self-care habits, which is something right. we love to talk about for sure. Yeah. And saying, okay, like that's how you prepare. Um, and then there's this other part where when you notice, because the same thing happened to me. I am a racquetball player. I was good during Perry, but I started to get really irritated by the sound in the court and the... I was, I always play with men. So they're like six feet guys were smashing balls and I'm trying to get them and I'm trying to get around them. And I, I loved it before. And all of a sudden my body and my energy, my emotions were like, and I realized I'm in, my body doesn't want to do this. Like I'm in a stage where this is freaking me out. Now you just answered the question. My adrenals were like, uh, no, like enough. Well, also let's right? not forget as estrogen changes, tell me whether yeah. it's more or whether it's little. Okay. Are we need a certain amount of estrogen as women to oh, okay. protect our nervous system. Yes. So as our estrogen goes down, because yes. you know we've got progesterone, estrogen, we've got testosterone, DHEA, but we have progesterone, estrogen, and they are in a particular ratio for each person. So as they drop, they may not drop evenly. So if this has been my normal, and now my progesterone drops, I've got a relatively excessive amount of estrogen. But what if it goes like this, and my estrogen drops? and my progesterone only drops a bit, I'm still relatively excessive progesterone. 
all of those create a different set of impacts on your body. Okay. And what happens is if when you lose your estrogen, you lose the protection that your nervous system needs. Oh, interesting. So then what happens is now things that never bothered you before, noisy. Right? Right? <laughs> Food. Like I, you Food. know, that's so good because I labeled it like two things that I said to myself before I met, literally met you. Honestly, I was like, first of all, I'm getting my body back. So it's mine. So obviously my new boundaries are going to come with it and things are going to be different now because I don't belong to the earth anymore. Cause that's what I, that's how I classified my period. Like I belong to mother earth and now I'm like, Oh no, I belong to me. And I don't, I have new boundaries and I have new intolerances, everyone. But it was not, it was like a natural thing. evolution. It was, it a, was natural a natural evolution. evolution. Yeah. But yeah. if you decide this is you and this is how you have to be, the natural evolution can't take place because honest to God, okay. one of the most wonderful things is being an elder. Right. And that's not an old person. No. That's a person with wisdom. Yeah. That's a person with presence. That's a person who within their space, they, they mentor by existence. Right. So that's a beautiful way to think of it. Like you're moving into being, a, you know, owning your wisdom. And yes. your, 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 your lessons and your learnings become integrated in the system. You know, yeah. you, you can really embrace yourself in a different, cause I tried to keep that mindset, but it was like, it was hard at times under my body's conditions. Like I just really well, got sure. overwhelmed. And, and guess what? We had our bodies like that for what? 30 years, 40 yeah. years, 30, 35 years, whatever. Yeah. That's pretty easy, right? I don't know. Uh, anything I do for 35 years is pretty easy and normal. True. Yeah. Right. And then now something's changed on me. And yeah. now I need to look, I need to pay attention. I didn't want to pay attention. Yeah, but exactly. You have to pay attention. Oh, and yeah. so then if it's food, right? So yeah. classically with less estrogen, you don't burn fat as well. Okay. So then, or you don't burn calories or carbs. So it's okay. really about diminishing the amount of carbs, carbs. Yes. We always hear about this more ketogenic, you know, or paleo. But the truth is, is you're trying to get that you may need more vegetables than you do anything else. Now, does it mean jump into a plant-based diet? You know, far be it me to say it's any one way. It's the way that works for you. The yeah. only way you know is what works for you. So maybe it is. Maybe you're a pescaparian, right? Pescaparian, right? Where it's fish-based, you know? Yeah. Or maybe it's a plant. Or maybe but you'll find your own rhythm. And that's where experimentation comes okay. with your own body. So, but most of the time it's less carbs. Honest to God, okay. it's less pasta, less bread. And why? Um, why is that? I want to know. Because the, 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 the body's not burning. The estrogen's not okay. there to burn it. Okay, so no, you're honoring the change. your metabolism. Okay, so and you're so, like, we're like honoring the change of the mm -hmm. estrogen depletion, mm -hmm. let's say, mm -hmm. by decreasing the carbohydrate. Right. Well, and alcohol is a biggie, right? Because yes. alcohol, maybe in your 40s, was a great way to offset the stress. Yeah. Okay. It's a, it's okay. a you know, I have a, a glass of wine or two in the evening. Maybe it's a scotch. Okay. Maybe it's a whiskey. It doesn't really matter. And I'm not right. making drinking the issue. It's a, a style of handling stress. And so it was really easy then. Um, and then now, every, all of that makes your liver work harder. And when you have your hormone changes, the liver has to work extra hard anyways. So again, another organ that's getting taxied. So I always say, if you're going to 
you know, cheat. I'm not calling it cheat, but if you're gonna do something that's not necessarily beneficial for your body, make sure you know how to offset it so that you can protect your body. Because so it's give doing me its best. Yeah. So that's I mean that, that's a great explanation to help people understand what to do. So I just want you, if you can, because I know you have lots of knowledge in that brain of yours. So what would you recommend? You know, a woman who is just aware she's impaired, she needs to help herself. You know, you're, we're not sure what, where her estrogen and everything is, her levels, but you're, she's like, she needs to just know what to do. You know, right. what do I eat? What does she do? Okay. Well, so let's break it down to chemical, physical, energetic, emotional. Yes. Okay. So, yes. and I'll start with the physical. Okay. Check in and see, you know, how is your body doing? You know, yeah. are you 5, 10, 20, 30, 40 pounds overweight? Mm -hmm. that's, a, that's a good indicator of how your body's already working. Okay. You know, are you, are you putting in big, long hours working, whether it's at a job or no rest, no rest for the weary? You know, that's something to look at. Mm -hmm. um, so what are your physical habits? You know, um, you know it's, sometimes it's as simple as if you have stairs to use them for a change instead of another. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, or go down the stairs, which makes your joints work. As opposed um, to yeah, being, move, move your body, use your muscles, your use your joints. It's a really important thing. Yeah. You know, if you've always done hardcore stuff, like you were talking about squash, you know, oh, yeah. maybe it's trying something different. And what would that look like? Well, some people swim and that's the coolest thing around, you know, right. or some people like to do yoga and that's cool. Um, there are lots of things that can be done that give you an wise? alternative. Yeah. So that's physically. You know, yeah. make sure you do something for yourself. Physical, to stress, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Um, then there's the, and I want to add that about the physical stress because uh, one of the things that we're very fortunate about here in Montreal, Quebec, is that we have spas, but they're not the rub-a-dub spas only. They have the hot and the cold spas, right? So why is that great? Because the nervous system has the sympathetic parasympathetic system right that's the that's what the adrenals respond to it's the autonomic nervous system okay and so when you're caught in drive you know sympathetic drive um that you could stay on that and get stuck we call it hyperadrenia it also means that your body's just always on the necessary thing is the parasympathetic which is your chill mode and i sometimes compare it to after thanksgiving where you're just relaxing and you had so much tryptophan from the yeah. food you know like it's the relaxed. Okay. Some people compare it to weed smoking. I'm not, you know, it's, it's, it's all of that balancing that out. But one of the key ways to do it, which is not toxic is actually a hot and cold bath. Oh, hot. So steam, jacuzzi, uh, sauna, you wow. know, anything like that. And then you go and you dip in a cold bath. Or take a cold shower. Really? Okay. And then you go back to, you know, a lot of places now they have the bath and they have the shower separate. Yep. It's kind of cool. You could just do your hot bath, get up, go into a cold shower, and then go back into your hot bath and do that several times because that will get you off of that sympathetic drive. It'll put you back into being able to moderate based on your environment instead of always being on. So mm. that's, the, that's an autonomic nerve nervous system reset. So that physically, that can make a big difference food-wise. So we're talking about up your veggies, right? Watch your carbs, carbs, bread, pasta, anything to do with flour, if it's not a nut-based flour. 
those things can really add to just more work because it's sugar instability. It creates sugar instability, which makes the adrenals work harder. Okay. Makes the liver have to work harder. So you're engaging the two big organs that are trying really hard to keep you stable. You're giving them extra work. Extra work. So that's kind of how to that balances it out a bit. Okay. Emotionally, let's look at what's going on in your life. What's working? What's not? You know, if you're a lousy relationship, we all love love to pick on the relationships. But you know, yeah. if you're in a lousy relationship, you might want to look and see what are you doing. What are you contributing? I love the five love languages. Maybe you're in a relationship with somebody that has a different love language than yourself. Wouldn't that be fabulous? So for your viewers, you know, all you have to do, or your audio listeners, all you have to do is go five love languages online and find the test and find out what's your love languages. What's your family's love languages? Your kids, if you have them, you know, your spouse, if you have one, you know, what, what are those, their love languages? How could you nourish you? And how could you nourish those around you? And that usually will change the tension. I'm not saying it makes it all better. If you're in an abusive relationship, those are things to look at. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not talking about placating and band-aiding. It's about the self-discovery. And yeah. that's what the emotional world helps you with. Energetically, it's about looking and seeing, you know, do I, you know, do I meditate? Do I do Tai Chi? Do I, what do I do that connects me with my insides, my right. soulfulness? Yes. And, and there's no right or wrong. There's just self-discovery. Right. And that's what really all of that is about. It's mm -hmm. self-discovery. Who am I being for my mm -hmm. next 50 years? You're right. I and love what's it. my journey going into it? I love it. And um, some people do it really smoothly. I'm going to say I've seen people do it smoothly. I'm not sure they're, maybe is it genetic? I don't know. But, and sometimes it's lifestyle. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, we all have yeah. stuff showing up. And it's just finding your category. You know, is it going to be chemically? Is it going to be emotionally? Is it going to be energetically? Are you going to take a hit physically? You know, if you're in a manual labor kind of position or any kind right. of manual labor, you know, are your joints feeling the wear out? Right. 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 So then, you know, there, there are herbs that help with that. There's omega-3s that are super, super important. Omega-6 also help. That's like the evening primrose oil and all of that. Those things help moderate all of that. Ultimately, it, what do they, how do they do that? How do they help moderate? Is it because they support the change or they give you what you're not producing? Yeah, it could be that. It yeah. could be that things don't absorb the same way. Right. They increase your needs. They're different than they used to be. Yeah. You know, um, I always like to say sometimes you need a lube job. So if you need a lube <laughs> job, you know, are you eating enough fats? Good fats. Whoa. Right? <laughs> Right. One thing you told me too, and I want to, I'm curious about it. What about, can we just walk through? So when you're in menopause, okay, obviously this is a, just a conversation to support people to try things and to help yeah. them understand how to just look at their life differently, especially women, just like going through that and not realizing that they, you know, one thing you said for nurturing yourself, just, just thinking about what do you need now? Not what did you need when you were 30 and 20, but what do you need now and where you are? You know, what does your body need? And I love that. That's such an important conversation. Yeah. But I also understand like the value of the information that I attained from you around eating, like eating yeah. more vegetables. Great. But what, what kind of vegetables? 
uh, eating more fats. You, you explained to me why it would be supportive for me to make sure I had more fats, not less fats. And not, don't worry about losing weight right now. You know, like, like, you know, really managing the quality of what I was giving myself. Do you have other recommendations? Yeah, food? I want to talk to you about that for a second. Yeah. The reason you increase your fats is because yes. you're not getting the same amount of protection. Fat is necessary for the nervous yes. system. Okay. The brain itself runs on glucose, which is, you know, some version of sugar, right? Okay. We're not talking about refined sugar, but, um, but you know, things like, uh, les petits fruits, little, uh, how do you call those little, les petits fruits, the, the fruit, uh, berries. Thank you. Yeah. Berries is our, our great source of good, healthy glucose. Okay. Mm. The breakdown of it. Yeah. Um, but we actually need much less sugar than we think. Okay. What we need is something that keeps us stable. So fat allows us to stay stable. So things like bulletproof coffee, you know, without naming a, a particular thing, but where you add some fat to your coffee, if that's what you right. do, you drink yes. coffee, then yeah. it helps you stabilize longer. Yeah. It's all about stability. So what makes you stable? You know, people, a lot of women will talk about not being able to drink wine or red wine because they end up having hot flashes. Well, yeah, the liver processes between one and three at night. So if you're getting hot flashes then and you had wine, it's a pretty good indicator that your body's trying to figure out how to clear out the wine. I'm incredible. Or the byproducts of it. Incredible. So then what do you do? You take something that supports the liver or you diminish your wine. But, you know, right. you, you definitely support the liver because that's just, a, it's not the wine that's the problem. Incredible. It's an indicator. You just put a challenge into the body. The challenge was, can I handle wine? I've always been able to handle wine. I can't handle wine anymore. Okay, yeah. well, that's a good indicator that maybe your liver and your whole sugar system's not working so great. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I know people that say, I can't drink coffee anymore now that I'm menopause. Well, sure, coffee revs and gives a kick to the adrenals. So maybe if you had uh, fat with your coffee, you could take it. So why am I telling you there's zillions of options but the bottom line is, is your chemistry is changing. So you need to find things that support you in your chemistry. You know, yeah. if you're going to do comp um, things like squash or uh, any kind of a high carb, and you can look this up, low glycemic diet, low glycemic vegetables. Those okay. are always helpful. Awesome. Those are the things you want to focus on. However, a caveat is for those that live in the north or where it's cold, yes. we get exposed to cold, yeah. Yeah. we need more vitamin A and beta carotene. So you want the orange colored uh, vegetables okay. at the appropriate time. You know, sweet potatoes is maybe not best in July, but it's right. super great in October and right. November. Okay? okay, so you start to see why environment, if we live in the north, I, I live in the north right now, um, you know, you kind of uh, find the rhythms that work locally because and, they make a difference. The reason the our nature brings it right. is so that we can be supported. Yes. So, you know, I, I find it super important to start to look at the season. So each season produces what we actually need. Mm -hmm. And uh, we now live in, in a world where we can get any season anytime. That's true. That's so true. I have another question for you. Uh, can you t explain what a hot flash is for us? Uh, oh, sure. Well, a hot flash is usually, whoops, sorry, is usually because the uh, body, um, there's an adrenal impetus. Something's happening. I mean, I, I'm not going to get into the, all the details of that, but um, it's almost like 
the body sends a, a, a knock to the system. So the adrenals okay. have to produce something. And when it sends in uh, the adrenaline response, it creates a hot flash. Okay. We don't have the same moderators of the estrogen in the brain or yeah. in the nervous system to moderate it that used to quiet it down so that it didn't really function like that. Right. So we get a lot of uh, the pituitary is the master gland hormone balancer. And okay. so it gets impacted by our change in hormones. Remember, it's that same circuit, pituitary, thyroid, adrenals, ovaries, they're all on the same circuit. Okay. And so you could easily have the ovaries stop working, the adrenals are working overtime, and the pituitary is going, ah! Right, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, and so uh, sometimes it's about, uh, that's how it shows up. Um, okay. It also, when you get more wor worn out, or when the adrenals get over overstimulated, they'll produce the adrenaline rush. You remember when you, you're driving and you almost have an accident and you get that rush in your body yeah. or your lips feel a yeah. little tingly? It's oh, a yeah. little version of that, but it's hormonally based and, and the impact is that. I love it. No, that's very helpful because most of us don't know what, what's going on. Right. Honestly, like that's why I'm asking because we don't know what's going on. Well, so what other suggestions do you really do you would you recommend women just do so we've talked about self-care being more aware we've talked about like just understanding eating better balance learning about why you eat what why you would change listening to the needs you know taking time to discover yourself I think that's huge and doing it with like a joyful pleasure realizing I'm becoming this wise woman now this is another stage of my life I, I've loved everything around this conversation because it's so important for like the way we approach it, it changes everything. Even if it's a little bit of a challenge, your, your whole mindset just, I mean, you gave me that gift from helping me understand what I needed on these different levels and how to think about it in a really, really good way. And to just say, wow. And for me, I was like, I'm getting my body back. It's yeah. becoming mine. You know what I mean? What other suggestions? Well, I, I want to talk about insomnia because Me I would probably too. say it's one of the most common um, impacts that yep. hormone changes has, okay. right? And it happens to puberty to, in puberty too, right? What's the one thing that teenagers don't do? Sleep, right? right? Their sleep should be in the morning. They should be going to school in the afternoon and evening, not in the morning, because their brains aren't wired like that. They're in yep. production. So that happens also for people that are menopausing. And so the idea is to find what, what works. Now, there's lots of herbal supplements, there's for sure amino acids that help. They're stabilizing your sugar, which is a big deal. You know, there's, uh, there's homeopathics. Uh, there's all kinds of things that work that make a difference. And ultimately, it's also looking at how fragile your nervous system has become. Okay. So, and that's what really it is, is you're more afraid. Not afraid, afraid. Okay. And so what happens is things trigger you more easily. And initially, you're not used to that. Nobody's used to that. You're like, man, I never had issues with this before. I seem to fly off the handle. Anger seems to be a really good friend of mine these days, you know, or um, everything pisses me off, or I'm just easily triggered. I need my alone time, you know, bugs me in the bed. Could I just sleep alone? You know, like, just give me some space, or everybody's got the way that it expresses. But it's an important thing to start to look at. Does that mean that you need to, adrenals go through cycles. And I know I'm going back to the adrenals, but it's kind of yeah. neat. <clears throat> you know when you want to go to sleep, 
and you decide you're not gonna, you know, when you're putting, some people put their babies to bed and they go, oh, 8.30, oh, nine, I'd love to sleep, but they stay up till 11, so they break through their window. I call it, you know, they get a second wind. The moment you've done the second wind, you've just hurt your adrenals. So there's tons of ways of treating it, even through kinesiology and okay. acupuncture that really make a difference with uh, insomnia. But it's a, it's a serious factor to look at because okay. if you're not sleeping, you're not regenerating and your nervous system gets more and more frayed and more and more fragile. And the more fragile you get, the more everything can tip. So everything becomes over overactivated. Incredible. Yeah. It's and insomnia true. is a tough one in, in that, you know, some people do use medication and it works and it and allows them to sleep and it allows them to regenerate. And I'm not, I would never criticize that because there's mm -hmm. nothing more vital than that. There are lots of ways to find your sleep again. Right. Like, I know I've tried a few things like a mel melatonin. melatonin. I tried a, a few other things like um, I've tried CBD just to try to, yeah. to rest as well. And then, you know, now that that's available to us. And I found it really, really helpful just to help me, like help everything just relax and kind of shut down. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, you know, uh, some people, I, I have a particular herbal tea that I love. And I take that and you can see me out like a light within 10 minutes. So, you know, I just sit there and I go, oh, that's interesting. And there's nothing special in it. Yeah, and you made me one too ritual. that worked. Yeah, and maybe it's the ritual of doing that. It's my moment in time where I go, yes. you're taking care of me. You know, my body can rest. I'm allowing you. And I, I'm not a person that sleeps a tremendous amount. And, but I can tell you that, you know, after four or five days of not sleeping, it's a good idea. Not, that I don't sleep, it's because of my schedule, I would probably then say, it's nice to have a day where I let my body find its rhythm. Yeah. Melatonin is super important. It's the pineal gland. It's the one that deals with electromagnetic frequencies. And they're finding that it's related to uh, protecting against breast cancer. So, you know, all of these hormones is a big deal. Okay. That's incredible. Really good stuff. The other last point I want to cover as we come to a close is drain, like feeling drain. Cause that's something else that's happened to me. And I know other women who's gone through that, like just feeling exhausted. And I guess that all comes from everything we've talked about, or is there well, any more? Yeah, I would probably say, um, I do think adrenals play into that and insomnia plays into that. For sure. There's also the factor of um, the rhythm that we try and keep going at mm -hmm. as if nothing's any different really plays into that. It's like a self-evaluation. I'm not saying people, women need to slow down. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying you might need to see how, what's working, what's not working. And when we keep pushing and pushing, it, it's tiring. Like it, it requires an effort to keep that going. So um, the drain is usually the adrenals. It's a big factor. It's the sugars. It's the no sleeping. It's the hot flashes. Oh my God, if you get a hot flash every 20, I remember once I was like, I went to bed. I'm, I'm one of those people that can fall asleep, wake up in the morning, eight hours later, I'm in the exact same position, never moved, you know? And so I'm like, I remember the first time I laid down, I fell asleep and I woke up half hour later. I swear to God, it could have been eight hours later, right? It was 20 minutes. I went, what does that mean? How, do, how does that, what does that do to me? Oh my God. So I went back to sleep, right? 
thinking, okay, now I'm going to go down for the night, right? Whatever it was, another 20 minutes and I'm up like a start, like it's the beginning of the day. And I did this yeah. for a few days. And then I was like, that doesn't sound very efficient for my body. I think no. it needs a little more. Right. And um, so, yeah, there are supplements that help with that. And awesome. with getting into telling people what to take, because that's not really. No, for sure. You have fair, to. No. You know? No. Um, but there, there is definitely homeopathic and there are supplements and there are vitamins and there are herbs, there's acupuncture treatments. There's, you know, definitely getting your nervous system tuned. Don't forget. That's what tells us what's going on. If your nervous system's being hypersensitized for X, Y, Z reasons, right. one of the things you need is usually a tune up or I call it a reset. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So also they just need in whatever area they're in to find a good professional who can help them exactly. just realize where, where they need some balance, where they need the reset, you know, but these are such, I mean, this is a great conversation and very, very important, you know? I'm going to add one more thing, you know, the thing yeah. that happens is life gets so serious and I think yeah. it's really easy, you know, you've got parental Usually parents of aging, if you're 50, let's say, and your parents had you when they were around 30, they're about 80. Mm. So, you know, you're, you've got parents that are aging. So it just seems like everything wants a piece of you. Right. <clears throat> and that can get really uh, trying. So it, it is about carving out how much I really want to do. How yeah. much, can, not can I do, how much works for me. And it's really about that question, what works for me here? Without being cruel, you know, or uncaring or judgmental of self, you know, it's like, I'd love to do that. Maybe I need to resource myself. Maybe I can only do X amount and I need to resource the Y. So there's, there's so many factors that are happening that it's really taking an inventory, one of your life and what of, one of what you want to be dealing with or producing next. Really good. So helpful. Wow. So, so, so helpful. Well, you know, I've been just in my happy place hanging out with you on the show. Me too. You're, definitely gonna do more. <laughs> you're like the, you're like have so much in there. <laughs> just so much in there. So you'll definitely be back. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Thank you so much, Lisa. I really appreciate it. Yeah, and if anyone who is listening to the show wants to consider talking with you or connecting, I'll make sure the information is there on how to reach you from local areas. If anybody wants her to be on their podcast, please, I'll have all her contact info. She's brilliant and amazing and can talk about so many subjects. It's like actually mind blowing, but I appreciate this one for sure. I've been asked so many times, can you please get somebody to talk about menopause? Who helped you? And I'm like, okay. So I'm really happy and I appreciate you so much. And also just how much you've helped everybody to remember about taking care of themselves and that this whole journey is about discovery. So thank you so much. And I thank adore you. Lisa. you. And what a joy. And actually it is nice to be able to want chit chat with you and, mm. and everybody that's listening, but you know, it is a subject that uh, seems to be mm, not forgotten, just yeah. lived through. Yes. Right. And so there's a, there's a whole, there's a whole array out there and I'm really happy to be able to, you know, contribute whatever it is that I can contribute. Oh, you sure. make a difference by offering this to people. So thank, thank you. you. And it's a true joy to be with you again. I appreciate yeah. it. So we'll see you next time, everybody. Thanks again. Bye. Bye for now. <laughs>